Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning all across our listening area. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Coming to you live this morning from Fargo, North Dakota at the St. Francis Thrift Shop, a wonderful organization. I'm Paul Braun, the Director of Communications for the Diocese of Fargo, along with my co-host Janine Bitson. How are you this morning? Oh, very good, Paul. It's so great to be here with you. Yeah, we haven't seen each other in over a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filling in for Brad Gray today, just to let folks know, wondering where Brad is. He's on some family stuff, so uh, I'm happy to sit in this morning. And uh, this is a really great place, the St. Francis Thrift Shop, Janine. I did a little feature on them for the New Earth magazine a, a little while back about what they do, and I was amazed at how much uh, they have helped in the community, and we're going to learn a lot more about that. Yeah, but first, as in everything we do at Real Presence Radio and in our Catholic faith, it all be- begins with prayer. And so in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit... Lord God, we thank you so much for this day that you have blessed us with. We thank you so much for the people out on the front lines that are helping those that are in need uh, in just the basic necessities of food, shelter, and clothing that maybe we can all work harder and love more and sharing in that ministry, in that important, important endeavor that God calls us to do. And so through the intercession of St. Francis, such a wonderful patron of serving the poor and and sharing the excess and the extras that he had uh, with building the church, let us all be called to do that today and every day of our lives. Amen. Amen. So... That uh, that said, we have more than just talking about the St. Francis Thrift Shop today. Right. We have a, a jam-packed show this morning. We're going to bring in our production assistant. I believe Aaron is uh, standing by, correct? Absolutely. Hello, Aaron. Hey, how are you this morning? Coming coming from the, the headquarters studio, so to speak. Absolutely. Right from the mothership. It's going great, thanks. I hope you guys are, too. Oh, we are. It's a beautiful morning in Fargo. I hope it's a beautiful morning everywhere listening in. But it, this is this is God's country. When the, when the weather is like this, this is just amazing. It's I beautiful. wish it could be year round. And then, of course, if it was year round, we'd be San Diego, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> So, but what we got coming up, Aaron? What's happening? Absolutely. So we've got George Locker and Marta Ibarra right there at the front lines, and we're going to be talking about what the funds from the store, what they do with the funds, and the great things that are going on right at St. Francis Thrift Store. We've, we're also going to honor our fathers during our honor our fathers segment. We've got Father Joseph Baird from nine thirty to ten a.m. Central. Get those questions ready for straight talk. Also, Father Timothy Lang and Stephanie Navarro-Castro coming to talk about the good things that the St. Francis Thrift Store has done for her. Also, we'll have Chuck Harkins talking about the good things in the Catholic Men's Retreat right in the Diocese of Cheyenne. All this right here on Real Presence Live. It's going to be a great show. Right back to you guys. 
Oh, thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks, what a blessing. He does such a great job at the board and in production, and we sure appreciate him and our Real Presence Radio family. Couldn't do it without him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, or the Holy Spirit, which he leads true? it all. <laughs> well, let's get right to things. Uh, as we mentioned, we're at the St. Francis Thrift Shop here in Fargo. It's on First Avenue South, just off of Maine. Um, if fo- folks here in Fargo, if you know where the big U-Haul uh, place is, it's right to the south of that. So it's not hard to find at all. And uh, this place, Janine, has been doing some wonderful things. But I was amazed when I saw some of the numbers, uh, not only in uh, the people they help, but how much money they have uh, spent in helping people around here. And we have with us today, Janine, we have George Locker, who is the treasurer of the board for the St. Francis Thrift Shop, and we have the St. Francis Thrift Shop manager, Marta Ibarra, with us, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their mission. Yeah, it's just a fantastic mission. So good morning, George, and good morning, Marta. Good morning. morning. It's great to have you here this morning. You know, tell us a little bit about St. Francis Thrift Store, George. You know, what is it, and how do you serve the community? St. Francis Thrift Store, and, and we say that, but I've, I always add St. Francis Thrift Store and Outreach because this store basically gives every dime over and above expenses to the outreach people, to the program. And anything, anybody that would donate here, we want them to know that we pay only four employees and the rest of them are volunteers, and that uh, over the uh, last nine years, uh, we've been able to help thousands and thousands. In other words, the total is about 39,040 people over the last nine years. Now, people that come into the outreach, they need to fill out an application. We work very closely with the other organizations in town being uh, uh, Presentation Partners and Salvation Army. Uh, Once they fill out the application, uh, they meet with two of us in the outreach office. Uh, We look at their needs uh, and try to figure out how much we can afford uh, to help them. If you give all of it to one person, you can't help everybody. So all the organizations in town pretty much work that way, and and uh, that's what we try to do. Uh, it's very important for us, though, to be able to sell our items. Uh, we have a tremendous influx that we'd like to build, we'd like to add on if we could afford to, but we have a, a tremendous influx of, of items that come in, and they sell fast. Um, and Marta can, can lighten you more on, on the transactions. It's, it's you know, Marta, it was about 3000 a month. Yeah, um, just, just the amount of people who do come into our store, our locals, our, our regulars, we like to call them, and even the newcomers uh, tend to are always uh, very surprised at our, our prices here at the store. If we get a lot of quality items and we do sell them for a reasonable price that every family across our community is able to afford, so that really is the heart of our thrift store here um we tend to when people are surprised you know when they're they're paying they get this whole bag full of things and we like to make a joke of a reference saying thou shall not pay retail when you shop here so that kind of does reflect on us we really enjoy being part of well the numbers are staggering uh $894,000 in cash over the last nine years has been distributed um 
cash and merchandise and everything else, $1.7 million worth. I mean, that is amazing in, in less than a decade yeah. for what you folks have done here. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you dependent mostly, George, on uh, the uh, things that come in as far as the actual donations? Are you de- more dependent on, on financial donations, or is it kind of a split split thing here. No, we're more dependent on the items that come in for sale. We'd love to have more donations to help more people. Uh, the there's uh, and, and I've seen 95% of the outreach since that time, since I've been here since 2009. And some of the stories are so heart, uh, disheartening that it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, especially the single mothers with children that come in and the boyfriend took off and left them with high and dry and I had one incident where the boyfriend got mad and he had three kids and when he left he said I bought it all and he took it all and left left her high and dry and so we put them up in uh, when they're stranded like that we put them up in hotels for a few nights we give them whatever they need uh, any referral from anybody that is, comes in and given to our store manager uh, we don't charge him for anything a uh, gentleman across the street, his house burned here just recently. He came over and we furnished him with uh, just about everything he needed to redo his apartment inside. Um, the The thing about it is, is that uh, I wouldn't do this. Uh, I've retired three times, and I think as Paul knows that I used to work at the diocese for Bishop Sullivan, and and uh, uh, I feel that there's a need to give back. Uh, the people that come. Uh, and I'm going to relate to one story Uh, just within the last two weeks I had a 56 year old lady come in uh, and she had had cancer she was going through treatments she had worked all her life and uh, she couldn't work anymore Uh, she looked very very ill and I felt so bad she had a $360 electrical bill that they were shutting her lights off and normally we can't pay a total bill like that. We'd probably pay a hundred, two hundred dollars towards it. But after she got done and, and failing that, she'd already signed up for Social Security disability six months ago, and she still hadn't got it. So she hasn't had any money income for that period of time. And we did pay that total bill uh, just to make sure that she had lights and, and stuff that she needed. Uh, that's just one of the incidents, and that happens quite a few times. Uh, and then especially when the younger women come in and they've got uh, the children and they're sleeping in their car. Well, you can't do that. We put them up in a hotel for a few nights until they can get into a place. Um my portion here at the store, Marta runs the store. She does a great job with it. And my point with it is is that I like to do the outreach. Uh, I feel a need to that, uh, to giving back uh, and stuff. And uh, there's just so many uh, good benefits. Yes, it gets very stressful once in a while, especially when you can't help all the people that come in with the amount of money that they need. But uh, if we've had to cut back, because we don't have as much to give out to the outreach anymore as we used to. Uh, although, um, if we could be open Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1230 to 230 like we normally do, uh, we'd probably give out three to $4,000 in that period of time uh, every week. So uh, then that's basically de- dependent on the volunteers that you have help run the store then, Marta? That plus the fact is is that depends on how much we sell. Sure. You know, I mean, like, thank God the building's paid for, but you still have utilities and you've got wages, uh, and they're not cheap. 
the other important thing I want to make a note of is that we don't throw anything away that's usable. Uh, we have a semi-truck parked over at our warehouse. Uh, we fill that semi-truck uh, probably three, four times a year, the semi-trailer. Uh, and Marta has contacted a company. Do you have the name of that company that they transport right. overseas? It's a, a company called Tribeca. Um, they will take our non-sellable items and they will ship it off to different parts of the world who can have benefit off of it so it's kind of a pay it forward what we don't use here it doesn't go to waste it does go you know on to the next cause so, so to speak nothing is wasted absolutely nothing not is wasted. fantastic we want to thank everybody right now tuning into the real presence uh, live program uh i'm paul braun hosting today with janine bitson we are here with george locker and marta ibera of the uh, saint francis thrift store and outreach. I'll yes. add that in there for Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, interesting, you were talking about you can maybe help with part of, say, an electric bill or something. You yeah. can't be the whole thing. Then how, do people go to other places? And, and, and you don't give them the cash directly, do you? No. We never give cash to anybody. Uh, I make the checks out after they fill their form out. We go through it. The two of us, we then I take them home. I make them all put it in the computer. So we have a record of everything that we do. Um, Paul, the other thing you mentioned there was... Um, uh, you can't pay the whole bill. Right. We work with, like I said, if, if they come in... We try to have the parishes help. We've only have one church in town that doesn't, one Catholic church that does not pay forward anymore. All the rest of them, we'll work with them and ask them. If somebody comes in with a thousand dollar light bill, uh, we'll probably do two hundred. We'll talk to uh, the uh, um, community action program, which will set them up with. Uh, presentation partners salvation army and then we'll ask them to go to the church the catholic church in their parish boundaries and a lot of times we can get the whole thing covered between the three or four of us uh, so that's how we really work with it and that's such an important point that you're making that this is a collaborative effort yeah. you know that we as a, a group uh, different entities can mm -hmm. help lift that individual in need i was just out in san francisco at the beginning of july and the homelessness and the poverty oh. are just it, it was heart-wrenching yeah. and so it's so nice to see what we're doing here in the fargo mm -hmm. community what you and marta are doing but also to be networking with other institutions yeah. in the area there's yeah. there's just so many great places that are lifting people yeah. up yeah. in their time of need and and hopefully it's a temporary need. Hopefully it's something that they can get on their feet, and and then the next electric bill that comes along yeah. isn't uh, something that they need to search for help. And that's what we all try for. Yeah. Uh, we do that. Uh, we work closely too, as you might know. Gladys Ray is just down the street, uh, and those guys when they come in, Marta gives them what they need. They don't. There's no referrals there mm -hmm. because. They are. They come. They walk from there. They come by here, especially in the winter, if they don't have something. Right. Uh, we give them what they have to have to survive and, and to get along. Uh, recently, we hired and and hopefully this is he's working out tremendously. Uh, we used to hire help from uh, New Life Center. Uh, the individual that we got uh, came in and helped uh, for a week or so. He worked out so good that we've actually have him on full time, uh, and he's our pickup and delivery driver. He's doing an awesome job. 
uh, and uh, hopefully we're going to help him get into an apartment. He can get some transportation. We give him a bicycle so he can get back and forth so he can afford a car uh, and stuff like that. So uh, the need for uh, monetary donations is just as great as the rest, but uh, we always like to say that when people make a monetary donation, uh, I just got one this morning from a Knights of Columbus Council in town, uh, $450. And that's going to help tremendously with uh, two or three people that are going to come in for outreach. And that goes directly to that portion. Right. And Marta, from the the items that are donated and you managing the store and, and how it's run, uh, what can you say to our listening audience about the kind of needs that you have? Um, you know, I think as far as the needs go, we have such a giving community and we really rely solely on their donations to keep the store and outreach up and running. I just say just continue to do the, the great work if you guys don't need it and don't have a way of bringing it down to us. Just give us a call. We'll come and do a pickup. Um, is, there thank you. In, is there anything in particular that... Uh, maybe is a is is your greatest need or there's a maybe a bestseller uh type of item that uh comes in that you are are really looking for we could we could use a couple of automobiles or a boat uh, (laughs) a boat yeah well whatever i mean uh last year we were able to sell two automobiles which helps considerably because you don't you know you sell them more than a hundred dollars i think last year we made four thousand dollars off the two older cars and uh you know we give them a write-off for it and it it works out for everybody and uh, people get a good deal on a car and and it helps us to help us do the thing. So instead of giving your car to that one place you hear on the radio all the time, talk, call the St. Francis yeah. Thrift Shop. There you oh, go. That's fantastic. Right. Well, we sure thank you for all you're doing. I mean, it's a uh, so much uh, so much need out there, and to be able to to help those individuals that come in with specific you know needs whether it's an electric bill or or like you said the coat you know when the winter's coming up here so uh those in our listening audience i know that we're not just in the fargo area we're in 10 dioceses and and all of our dioceses would have those outreach programs that are in such need uh, and especially with the winter months coming up um you know last winter was a long and brutal one so it's a good time to clean out closets as you're getting ready for back to school or um, you know, the summer vacation time is over. I know I'm kind of going through our house right now because we've been playing a lot this summer. <laughs> and and so anyone in our listening audience, just to think about supporting your local thrift stores. Uh, maybe it's St. Francis. Maybe it's uh, Vincent DePaul. There's, there's so many out there. And your Catholic Charities programs. And also, if you know of anybody who is in, a, in need, uh, point them towards the local thrift store and the, the local outreach programs in your diocese and, and here in Fargo at the St. Francis Thrift Store. Uh, point them this way because the help is there. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to go it alone. Yeah. If you know anybody who needs the help, please point them in the direction. That yeah, yeah, it's just so important. It, it's just... Um you know, coming back from San Francisco is just like, how does it get to this point? You know, it was just, yeah. uh, my heart was just so troubled. And, and we just really need to do a good job in our in our diocese, in our listening area to, to help confront those issues uh, of just temporary heartbreak and, and um, not allow it to become a destitute situation. And if you want more information on the St. Francis Thrift Store, uh, just go to stfranciscthriftstore.com they're online right there and yeah. george and marta 
We sure appreciate you being here and appreciate all the good work you do for the St. Francis Thrift Store. We look forward to being with you again. Coming up next, we look forward to your nomination to those that guide us closer to Christ during the Honor Our Father segment. And if you have questions on the Catholic faith or anything you want to ask, Father Joseph Barrett's going to be here. So this is Paul Braun with Janine Bitson. You're tuned in to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. Attend a Catholic Unite Financial Workshop with Brian Zitzman, your local Catholic Unite rep on end-of-life issues from a Catholic perspective. Our speakers will discuss Catholic Church teaching on health care directives, protecting human dignity, and end-of-life financial issues. The free workshops will be at 7 p.m. on August 28th at St. Joseph Parish in Montevideo and September 4th at St. Andrew Parish in Granite Falls. Text WORKSHOP to 1-800-568-6670 to save your seat. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Well, thank you so much for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Uh, Well, as the music suggests, it's going to be time for Honor Our Fathers segment. And we have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. And we just want to honor our spiritual fathers each week on Real Presence Live with a dozen donuts (laughs) donated by a local business to share with their staff. So, boy, Paul... Do you want to announce who our father is? Well, first of all, where are the donuts? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're, they're not in our cro- studio. They're across the river. <laughs> well, well, what we need to do is we need you to let us know who would you like to honor each week on Real Pleasance Live, and we'll draw a name, and we'll share stories of great spiritual fathers like this week's honoree. Uh, we'd like to honor Father Raul Perez Cobo. He's the pastor of St. Francis de Sales Church, in Moorhead, Minnesota. You remember uh, last spring when we had the really bad snowstorms. You may remember um, Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, they the roof caved in of their parish center, their, their parish social hall over at that church over there. Um, miraculously, yeah. Father had called off Mass that morning, and it was kind of a mistake. It was supposed to be called off for the 
the rural parish that they serve, uh-huh. but the word got out that the mass would not be said at St. Francis either, so there was nobody there, and it caved in. Believe it or not, that morning, there was supposed to be a Boy Scout breakfast. Pancake breakfast, And it would have yeah. been absolutely packed, but through the miracle of our Lord, he, I, he, he was watching out because that roof caved in, and uh, there was nobody there, but a lot of work to, 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 to get that up and back so congratulations father we're going to be sending him donuts courtesy of dwight richter insurance agency dwight richter insurance agency provides auto home renters life disability insurance and more if you'd like to make an appointment call 701-572-1509 and what's really cool is mike nominated father raul and he says father had a quite a journey this spring when we lost the roof on our parish center due to the snow since they don't teach construction techniques in the seminary we had to really pull together to get things moved around he really had a great big job so that's pretty neat that mike nominated him thank you mike for doing that and again listeners uh nominate a priest that it means a lot to you. Anybody who has done something extraordinary or maybe has touched your life or is uh, a priest who just really is that pastoral person, uh, nominate them. Who knows? They may get a dozen donuts and maybe they'll share them with their staff too. <laughs> there you go. And, <laughs> and if you would like to help sponsor this segment, please call Brett at 605-670-8333. That's 605-670-8333. All right. We are going to be back with Father Joseph Barrett on Straight Talk for Real Presence Live. Stick with us. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you once again for joining us on Real Presence Live all across the Real Presence Radio Network. We are broadcasting live from the St. Francis Thrift Store in Fargo, North Dakota, at the Fargo Diocese. My name is Paul Braun. I'm Director of Communications for the Diocese with my co-host Janine Bitson this morning. And we're excited to bring you a segment called Straight Talk. This is one of my favorites. It's, it's your opportunity to share your questions, your comments on topics relating to the faith, or on things happening across the world or around our local uh, parishes, our local diocese, or with our... Uh, 
we also talk with our local priests uh, uh, for the Straight Talk segment. Now, are we ready for the sound effect? When you hear the sound effect, please call 877-795-0122. There it is. 877-795-0122. Our guest this morning... Father Joseph Barrett of the Diocese of Fargo. Father, you're a priest in Oriska and where else? Oriska, Hope, Sanborn, and also chaplain at the State Hospital in holy, Jamestown. Holy smokes, you're busy. Yeah, drive around a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, welcome. It's so wonderful to have you here. Oh, that's great. Well, yesterday we had a feast day, a feast of the Assumption. Uh Explain a little bit about what that feast day is all about and, and how maybe Mary has affected your life and maybe how Our Lady has led you closer to her son. Okay, well, as Catholics would believe, Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven. And I think the primary thing that says to me is that we were created good, and it's about love, that God loves us and he loves all of us. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes you think, like, the flesh is bad or the world is bad or created things are bad, and that's not true at all. Yeah, that God loved it. He created it. In fact, when he created man, he said we were very good. Yeah. And um, with that, too, we honor Mary, you know, because she was pure. She, I don't know, I think this is a little controversial, whether she had the possibility to sin, but I think she had the possibility to sin, but she gave her will over to God. She gave her fiat. She said, yes, to um, cooperate with God's grace, you know, to be released from sin. And she cooperated with that and um, brought Jesus into the world. And Jesus came into us through Mary. And then the other thing I was thinking about with the assumption is how a father's love and a mother's love is different. And we have the father's love, but we also have the mother's love, the mother, um, our mother Mary. And she's not a God. She's not divine. She's a human being, but she is our mother in heaven. You know, she gave Jesus his flesh as he came into the world. Yeah. And a lot of things happened to me on August 15th. <laughs> Don't know if I should share them or not. I'm always saying that in my homilies, <laughs> and then I share it. <laughs> but it's been 15 years since I had a drink, and it was August the 15th that I decided not to drink anymore. And um, that was coincidence. I didn't pick it because it was the Assumption of Mary. In fact, picked it because of some um, bad things going on in my life. But, yeah, I feel Mary's health and my strength. I've had health problems and things. I could always I feel God's presence, but you can feel Mary's presence, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that wonderful mother she is to all of us and an example for how we should be living our lives. And she always points us closer to Jesus, everything she does, you know, and, and rightfully so when there's um, people who think that we worship Mary. We don't. It's just she always points us to a, even a greater, deeper way to Jesus, her son. That's, that's her role is to constantly deflect and point to him. All right. And as one of us, it's kind of like I like baseball a lot, and I don't worship Babe Ruth, but I do think he was the salt in the swat. You know, he was the um, greatest baseball player, you know, and I had a card with a picture of him when I was a kid, you know, and it's that way with Mary that we give her honor because she was right. the first, and she did, you know, cooperate with that grace, and she was sinless, you know. Exactly. That, yeah. And we have to remember that it was Jesus that gave her to us on the cross, did he not? <laughs> oh, Yes. He, yes. he he said, you know, here is your mother. mother. He wasn't giving her just to John for John to take care of. Right, Father? I mean, right. he was giving her to all of us at that point. Oh, yes. And it is. And she is our mother. And she's our mother in heaven. And she has that mother's love. You know, and my, think about it. My father's love, he was always trying to spur me on to do better 
And yeah, and sometimes he's a little tougher with me. Where my mom, when I got in trouble, the first question out of her mouth was always, "Are you okay?" Yeah, yeah she was the nurturer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we just want to ask our listeners: uh, this show is really made by you, and your your questions, your comments, uh, things you would like to talk about. So our number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can also connect with your questions or comments on Facebook. Just send us a comment on Facebook, and we'll read it on the air, and we'll ask. Ask Father about it, and uh, maybe he can uh, give you an answer of something that maybe has been troubling you, or something that maybe uh, you need a little more clarification on, or maybe just want to get uh, a, a priest's perspective on something that uh, you've been thinking about, or what might be happening in the world, or so forth. Um, Father, you are a pastor in a few rural uh, parishes in our diocese. Um, yes. Uh, Makes it a little more of a challenge as far as uh, being a pastor in, say, uh, an urban church? And uh, has being a rural pastor brought you closer to God? I think so. And it's being a pastor has been difficult for me. Father Vitch used to tell me you're having much more fun as an associate than you'll ever have as a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and I see what he means. And even like we were talking about um, St. Francis de Sales, the roof caving in, <laughs> just running the physical plant and stuff like that can be a challenge sometimes. Yeah. And then... um. Right now, especially in one of my parishes, we're having trouble with attendance and, you know, just getting people there and that the rural community is shrinking. Yeah, and it is. It presents a challenge. Yeah. So it's important. Uh, we had that convocation of uh, parish leaders, uh, ourselves in the Crookston Diocese, had it uh, last winter on November uh, 30th and December 1st. One of the big things we were talking about was outreach in the rural uh, areas, not only to folks who maybe are not Catholic and we want to invite them, but we need to re-invite our Catholic brothers and sisters back to the fold, do we not? Yes, we do, and we have to re-evangelize. And there, we've got one lady, and this is the other thing with rural parishes, too, that most of the people there chip in, (laughs) that it's, (laughs) and chip in a lot. And we have one lady, she's been writing letters for me to send to people and we're um, sending people that used to be Catholic or that were associated with our church and just inviting them to come back, you know, to come back home. Okay. Uh, and that's and that's so important. You know, it's catechesis is such an important part that is just not when we're younger in our homes you know it's a lifelong learning that we need to have and and growing in our relationship with christ it's a pilgrimage from the moment we're born until the moment we leave our our natural life and so it's just so important for us to constantly learn and grow and uh i think sometimes when kids get done with confirmation they think they've graduated and they're done and it's like oh no it's just starting (laughs) Right, you think of the deposit of the faith, and then God, you know, he's infinite. And you could never say, well, I got that faith thing. Okay, God, I understand that. Let's move on to something else, you know, right. that, it's, that we're always learning and growing, you know, in our lives. And that's for the faithful, and that's for the priests and the pastors, too. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what's so beautiful about Real Presence Radio and EWTN Network, that they can help us to constantly learn and grow, you know, even just... Uh, being there on holy days of obligation and how you can even deepen your faith so much more from being present on those special holy feast days uh, the lives of the saints there's so many things we can do to continue to grow and so it's really wonderful with your rural outreach to help because they're busy you know the farming life is uh morning until evening and around the clock <laughs> you know 
It's just important to take time for Jesus. Oh, it is. In fact, I was encouraged this year how many people we had at the Feast of the Assumption. And you mentioned one of our farmers came in. You could tell he'd been working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but kudos to him for coming in right off the field and, uh, exactly. and, and yes. being where he needed to be on, yes. on, on a day where we really, we really set aside to, to truly honor. We, we set aside a couple of days during the year, and this is one of them, where we honor our Blessed Mother. And, uh, and, and you touched on it, Father. Uh, sh- she is a nurturing, loving mother. It's, it's that nurturing that, sure, our, our, our Father and, and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit will nurture us but to have that 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 person that that mother who flesh and blood like us who knows us who knows what we go through and to be able to be able to go to her and say help yes you know Mm -hmm. and 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 you know she's going to take you in her arms and she's like you had mentioned are you okay (laughs) and 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 that's 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 uh something that's uh i think uh very special in our Catholic faith, where we 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 set aside time and we set aside our hearts to honor her. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Janine, we don't worship her, right? But we honor her, we venerate her as we should, as Christ asked us to do and from think, the cross. And think about it, you know. And Jesus's love for all of us is is beyond what we could ever comprehend. But when you think of his love for his mother, and if we take our prayers and ask for our mother mary's intercession you know how great are her prayers in front of christ (laughs) and and you know all the saints uh their intercession are so important to us but boy mother mary i think she's got a real in (laughs) oh yeah well here's a question i'd like to bring up with you father and that is uh that is intercession um when we when we pray and we ask saints to intercede for us there are uh those i know in the protestant faiths who will say well you don't need to do that you could just go right to jesus himself and 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 pray right to him why the need for intercession okay well first of all you would go to jesus yourself and pray but if i asked you for prayers if i told you i'm really struggling with this you know i'm having trouble with the church you'd pray for me if i asked you you'd you'd say well yeah i'm going to pray for you You wouldn't say well why don't you go to jesus yourself you know and it's because of their love for us and really they're members of the church you know we have the church here on earth we have the church suffering in purgatory but we have the church you know fully realize that mary when she died she's still a member of our church and a member of it and it's the love the common bond you know and we come together and one thing that's beautiful with the catholic faith and probably protestant faiths too is we're not doing it alone you know we don't have to do it alone (laughs) right oh that's so beautiful excellent excellent answer well we have our our first caller on the phone uh dennis are you there yes (laughs) oh wonderful dennis uh where are you from Hope, North Dakota. Oh, fantastic. Well, what is your question, Dennis? It has to do with Holy Day and Sunday obligation, okay? Now, obviously, we've always been taught that those are Holy Day's obligations are mortal sin to skip those, okay? (laughs) But what what kind of gray area where you'd have some latitude, like, say, who gets to make the call? You think the weather's bad in the winter that... Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't go, and maybe your neighbor thinks it's okay to go. Or <laughs> say you're traveling, or, and uh, you just, yeah, maybe you could Google search and find a Sunday Mass somewhere, but you don't 
you're not sure about driving like deep into a city or something where it'd be like safer just to keep driving. And under what circumstances can you kind of give yourself an exemption if that's uh, terminology? <laughs> well, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, it's it is. Is a good question. And I'll say something. He was the farmer I was talking about. Ah! <laughs> Dennis, good job. Way to go. <laughs> um, and. It's, I would say, what's reasonable and what, a re- what you would think. It's kind of the law. They say, what would an ordinary reasonable man do? What would a reasonable person do? And then, as far as whether you know, how do you know? I'm not going to speak for God you know, and say, you know, but I assume if I'm trying my best and I'm making reasonable effort, you know, and it's not really because I've had that. And I grew up, you were talking about San Francisco. I grew up in Melbourne, Florida. And I mean, we put down jackets on if it was below 50 degrees <laughs> and we were yeah. freezing and I wasn't used to the snow. And sometimes someone would think maybe, well, I could drive, but I look and what I do, I that note to code a map, but the dots are, re- if the roads are dotted red, I'm not going out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and God wants us safe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dennis. I, I mean, God wants us safe. I remember uh, there church was still going on church will always go on because the priests are always going to have mass um you know they they have to celebrate mass every day but god also knows if if you're putting yourself your life at risk that uh you know you're going to be dispensed probably from that obligation yes father if that does happen and uh you just couldn't make it to mass for some reason would you encourage uh, that person to go to their parish priest and explain why they couldn't go to mass and 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 see if if everything's all right. How there. do you get that dispensation? Yeah. Oh, I do think that's a good thing to do. And sometimes it's kind of funny when you hear a confessional lady will come in and say, "Why well, skip mass Sunday?" And you talk to her and she'll say, "Why well, was in the hospital?" <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, God bless you. That's not a sin, but it's still good. They recognize the obligation, and I think right. it is good with something troubles us to bring it to the priest show and confession, or just talk to the priest about it. Yeah. Sure. Hey, De- Dennis, I have a question for you. Are you still yes. there? What were you doing? Yes, I be- am. What were you doing before you went to Mass at Assumption? What were you working on? <laughs> uh, I'm a farm tractor. Okay. <laughs> you were- on one of my tractors. <laughs> Father said you looked like you yeah. were working, but... He- well, God, God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dennis, yeah. for all your hard work. Uh, okay. Yeah, goodbye. All God right, bless Dennis. Dennis. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and we and you know we we think about people, especially in rural areas, and uh, and and the, probably extra challenges uh, for them. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why the Diocese of Fargo now has started a um, rural life celebration. We've we've done it for two summers now. Uh, we first year. Um, we uh, had it in, near Harvey at a farm near Harvey. This past year, we had it at a farm near Grafton. Uh, we're thinking of going uh, into uh, south, uh, the, the, the south central or southwest part of the diocese coming up. But we need to recognize, Father, if you agree with this, we need to recognize the folks in our rural areas and, and what they are doing and the sacrifices they're making uh, and, and the role that God plays in their lives. Absolutely, Paul. And on that note, we want to remind our callers to call in 877-795-0122. Join in the conversation about rural life in North Dakota, Minnesota. We have South Dakota listening area. We're even into Wyoming now and some of Wisconsin. So uh, those of you listening who are uh, in the rural life, 
life. Uh, bring bring uh, your comments or questions to the conversation. That just only makes the segment even better. So 877-795-0122, or you can contact us on Facebook, um, which is always an awesome way. Um, people see it on Facebook. They're able to look at those questions and ponder them as well. So, Father, uh, getting back to the uh, the rural life uh, uh, issues and so forth, um, people who make their living in the rural areas, uh, and you are around them all the time, uh, they really need to. They, they, do you find that they they have a, that extra special uh, maybe awareness of what God? who God is and what he is doing in their toils? Oh, yes, from creation. In fact, when I was down in Florida, we'd talk about like the um, where they'd have an agricultural parable. They'd say, well, we don't know about it, but the seed going into the ground. I mean, here people know. They see it, you know. They see it. They're actually you know, bringing life forth. They're helping to bring life forth. They see it when the crops come. And then they're feeding people, too. And the other thing I was thinking about, just when we were talking to Dennis, how it's really a vocation like with a priest, yeah, I might take a day off or I might want to do something, but I'm never not a priest. I can't, you know. Sure. And, you know, that they're available to help, and it's there with um, the farms, too, you know. I mean, so that's, 24-7. Yes. Absolutely. 24-7, even in the winter months when things are dormant, uh, those that are planting the ground are planning for the next, you know, season. And, and those with livestock or animals, I mean... They're constantly year-round. <laughs> yeah. I, I worked on a dairy farm a couple of summers. That's it, a it, lot it, of work. I, that is that is that is twenty-four mm-hmm. seven. That's something else. You can't take a break from that. You can't take a vacation. <laughs> no, yeah. and, and 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 you know, and I think about uh, the, you know, how much the, our folks in the rural areas, and not just the farmers, but the folks who live in those small towns, so and so forth, how. Uh, how they are so dependent on agriculture and how agriculture is so dependent on the mercy of God. Yes. Yeah, in fact, let's talk about that because it's been uh it's been a tough year for farmers. So imagine being a priest in, you know, with rural life. I mean, there's a lot of those issues that you help them, you know, get through or or different connections they can make to help with those events that are happening in their lives with drought or with too much rain or and so forth. Oh, yeah. Well, this year with the weather, it's been a strange year. And you even feel that for them because with this crop, we don't know how it's going to turn out. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a couple of weeks behind right now yeah. as far as filling out. Well, and it's not just that. You have the whole trade war going mm-hmm. on with prices, you know yeah. prices with soybeans and corn. I mean, there's a lot of different variables. So how do you, Father, as a spiritual leader in your church, how do you help your, your parishioners with those types of issues? Um, I'd say my main, main message would be to hang in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And really, in life, we never know what's going to happen. And sometimes, you know, I've had things where they seemed like terrible tragedies in my life, you know, and disasters. And they were. I didn't like going through them. But I got something out of them, too, that God's at work, you know, and things take us by surprise. But it never takes God by surprise. He goes, oh, man, I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm sorry, you know. And that there is a plan. There really is, you know. And mm-hmm. if we just hang in there and that God... He doesn't promise to take away all our troubles, but he does promise to be there with us and strengthen us in our troubles, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've thought of this a lot, and I know there's so many huge numbers in, 
you know, my, my husband's an economist, so of course I'm more in tune with, you know, all the trade stuff. But, uh, you know, how can we as a country, you know, help our farmers in need if those markets aren't being opened? Or what can we do? It's often just kind of been on my mind, you know, what can we do? Just like with St. Francis Thrift Store and how they collaborate with other organizations in the community to make sure the people in need get the need, you know, the help they need. You know, what can we do to help the farmers, you know, that are going through some pretty big struggles right now? And a lot of them aren't going to get their crop insurance in full. So it's just, there's a huge need for our listening area to think about how we can help our neighbor who are farming this year. Oh yeah, they are our neighbors. And the other thing too, with the family farms i mean it's families too and really as a country as a people as a church the families are the primary unit and it's really the primary way that god's love comes through us even more than the church that we support the family yeah Mm-hmm. Well, again, our number is 877-795-0122. We really, really would love to have your questions, your comments. Uh, give us a call. Otherwise, uh, put your comment on Facebook and uh, ask your questions. We have just a few minutes left uh, before we're going to have to move on to the next part of our show. So if you have that question, give us a call. Also, we're going to change directions here just a little bit. Uh, Father, a question uh, uh, that we have for you Um how has the sacrament of confession played a vital role in your life as a priest? Oh, well, I'm a pastor, I'm a priest, and I'm still in need of God's forgiveness. And it is to feel the mercy of God. You know, and the other thing with confession, like, because one question I'll get a lot, and usually from Protestants, but sometimes from Catholics, is why can't I go directly to Jesus? He can forgive my sins. And I think God gave us the sacraments for lottery. We live in the physical world. We're physical people. And that's one way. And if I've done something really wrong and I pray to Jesus to forgive me, there's always that doubt in my mind. Well, did he really? <laughs> and, that's a good point. And he came and he gave us the sacrament. He breathed the Holy Spirit and the apostles and told him who sins you forgive, they are so forgiven. And when you hear the words of absolution coming from a priest, you know that Jesus Christ has healed you. And he promises in Scripture, and I take your sins when you confess them. I remember them no more. I throw them behind my back as far as the east is from the west. And you can know you are truly, really forgiven when you walk out of that you know, sacrament. And I've had that where I've talked to a priest. And then, too, with it, you know, the priest can give you advice and help you and counsel you. And sometimes I joke with people. When I say the words absolution, that's the words of Jesus speaking to you through the ages. When I give you advice, that's my advice, and it might be worth what you're paying for it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still it's good to get that other yeah, yeah. Sure. to get that but, other. But but to be able to hear those words, oh yes, and, and know that uh, you have has a priest that that I don't want to say authority, but that gift has been given to you all the way down from Saint Peter all the way down to now, uh, given that, that you can, in a physical way, speak f- as our Savior and, and, and give that forgiveness. It is a gift. And even on a personal level, when someone comes in, because I've had people, what do you think when someone confesses something horrible? You know, do you judge them? On a personal note, I'm honored that you would come in and, try, you know, and trust me to deliver that sacrament to you. You know, it's an honor to be able mm-hmm. to sit there and to sit there for Jesus and to offer that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I, that always, I'm in awe of that, of that gift that you have. That and also the gift of being able to perform that, the, the transubstantiation uh, at oh, the yeah. altar, of uh, changing yeah. the body and changing the bread and wine and the body and blood. I'm just always in awe of that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I know that, um, you know, with the sacrament of confession, 
I'm in awe of priests who are very pastoral. And I just want to thank priests out there that are so pastoral in the confessional because I know that um, there have been instances in my family where someone hasn't been, you know, and it caused my dad to leave the Catholic Church for since he was 20 to till he turned 56 um you know and uh, just to be pastoral and to listen and to guide and 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 firm with truth but also with love and so i want to just thank priests who do that and oh yeah and it is to be pastoral because that's what jesus would say you know i mean (laughs) right right yeah and and i guess to elaborate a little you know my my dad wanted to plan his family you think of the 60s and how crazy that was and he told the priest that and the priest said go start your own religion and well he he you know 20 year old marine what does he do he he leaves until (laughs) he turns 56 but now he's full force back into the faith and and loving it but but there have been those confessional experiences for people that kind of make it hard for them to go back. And so, you know, I just want to thank priests that are so pastoral and so loving and 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 have that dialogue with, you know, their parishioners. That is really a great thing. Oh, yeah. What do you say, Father, to people who may have experienced something like that? What would you say to them if, uh, if, if they have experienced uh, a situation where maybe they were turned off by a priest um, first of all i'd apologize to him on the priest's behalf and then the other thing we do have to realize that i'm a priest but i'm a human being too and sometimes i'm like got a lot of irish blood in me <laughs> i've lost my temper before and i've lost it as a priest you know and then i have to really apologize because the impact you have on people you know yeah. and that's not what god would want me to do he doesn't want me to lose my temper with anybody right, you know right. and and when we do that but to realize that too I guess not give them a break so much, but to realize they are human beings and they can make mistakes. And it's kind of like a bishop. Bishop Fold is not listening. But <laughs> <laughs> in, our, <laughs> in our office of readings the other day, the um, I can't remember. It was Maximilian Colby. He said, do bishops make mistakes? And he said, yes, they do. And they give bad orders. And he says, but you'll never make a mistake following a lawful order of your bishop. Yeah, unless he's telling you to sin, then that would be a mistake. But sure. yeah. Yeah. Well, we ask people to call one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We have just a few minutes left with uh, Father Joseph Baird. You can call that number again eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Real Presence Radio Facebook page. You can type in your comment; it'll come right in front of Janine here, and she can uh, she can read your comment to uh, Father Barrett, and uh, and maybe he can ask a, or answer a question uh, that you may have. Yeah, 877-795-0122. We only have about four minutes left, so we would sure love to have your questions. Again, our Straight Talk segment is just such a wonderful opportunity for for our callers, uh, our listeners, to, to ask a priest a question that maybe they're you know, thinking about, uh, there's so many things going on in the world. Um, you know, maybe there's something you want to comment on and, and ask the priest how, how our Catholic faith would respond to, to those certain issues going on. Uh, or maybe you want to ask even uh, something about St. Francis Thrift Store right here in Fargo at 1425 First Avenue South. Uh, ask, you know, a question about that or make a comment about how it has touched your life. Uh, in some way. Yeah. So, Father, uh, talk a little bit about 
uh, the parishes you serve. We have uh, oh, we have a caller. You do have a caller. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. So, uh, De- Dennis from Hope is back with <laughs> us. He has another question for you. Are you there, Dennis? Oh, we lost him. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll wait for him to come back here. We got a few minutes left, Dennis. So try again, and. Well, well, that question once again. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, your three parishes and your 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 ministry w- where you are serving. Uh, talk a little bit about that. So what do you what do you like the most about maybe being a pastor in a rural area? Um, bringing Jesus to people and actually the respect and the love you get from the people. Yeah, and even sometimes in difficult times, like we've had difficult conversations in our parishes sometimes, but still you see the people's love for church, the love for God, you know, and the love for you, and sometimes even as a priest. Yeah, like people give you gifts, and you feel almost unworthy. You know, <laughs> you feel almost unworthy of that. You know that man, I am just a human being. You know, but they're so appreciative of you bringing Jesus to them. Yeah, and, and you have three parishes, right? You have, right. What's in there? Ariska, Hope, Hope Sanborn, and the State Hospital. They're two days, usually Monday. So you Tuesday. go to Jamestown as well? Yes. Okay, and that must be an interesting and 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 tough assignment. It was tough. I've been doing it for a little over 14 years now. And when I moved, I asked if I could keep the chaplaincy out there. And I do it more part-time now. I used to be there five days a week. And I love that ministry. I really do that. Sometimes you talk to somebody and you can see where you're making a difference in their life right now. <laughs> a major difference. Yeah. What a challenge I think that would be uh, to, to, do, to do that kind of a ministry. What, what are some of the challenges for that? Um, some of the challenges, in fact, probably the biggest one there is you love the people, but you've got to watch because they are needy. Sometimes they'll ask you for too much, you know, or to get too involved with them. And so to offer them God's love, but to offer it, I don't know how to even describe it, because it's not in an impersonal way. You want to be very personal with them, you know, and I love those people, and I love them there. Mm-hmm. But to do it, I guess, in the way Jesus would have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we have Dennis back. Dennis. Um, okay, he has a question here. Um, another question he has about radio blessings versus blessings in person. Person, okay. <laughs> Not an expert on this, but <laughs> I know it's kind of like if you watch a football game on TV or a Twins game now, you didn't play baseball. <laughs> you watch it on TV. But there's still something to that, and I think there's something to it. But the priest blessing in person, I would say if you could get it, it's the way to go. But, you know... When everybody's praying for you, they bless you. Like, and even through time, like I'm watching a tape show on EW10 and Mitch Pacquiao blesses all you know, the Father. I still make the sign of the cross. You know? Sure, sure. Well, that, that's a good good way to point that out. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we broadcast uh, on here in the Fargo Diocese on uh, two TV stations. We broadcast the Sunday Mass every Sunday, mostly for those who just can't get to Mass, uh, people who aren't mobile or, or they, they just can't get to Mass. They, they, they view the Mass they've heard the readings and everything but um they they should try to get communion and, and and that's a very important ministry the the uh eucharistic ministers that go out and 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 give communion father is that an important part especially the rural areas oh yes it is and um we do have a lot of that i'm so busy this is one where i feel a little deficient like today i have people in the hospital in fargo here and i'm gonna go visit them today that i don't get to them as often as i should because yeah i'm just traveling so much and so busy but it is to bring jesus to the people you know and to bring it to let them know they're still part of the church and even though you couldn't be at that celebration you're still part of the celebration you're part of the yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the ministry to the homebound, uh, bringing communion to the nursing homes and to the hospitals, um, those that are homebound, that's just such an important thing. So that's a great ministry for our listeners, too, to check with your local parish and see how you can be commissioned to do that ministry. Yeah, that ministry and helped me uh, back when I had my back surgery. It was oh. Easter weekend, mm-hmm. and I could not get to Easter Sunday Mass because I was just laid up at home mm-hmm. uh, after my back surgery. And I, 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 did, I watched the Mass on TV. But somebody came to my home from my parish and brought communion, and that was that was real special. Yeah, it was real special much. that they would do that for me. Very, much very appreciated. much. Oh, well, we want to thank everyone who uh, called or wrote in with your questions. And just a reminder that this is on at 9.30 Central time every Monday through Friday. Up next, Father Timothy Lang will take us deeper into the mystery of encountering Christ's real presence. And later in the show, uh, Stephanie will join us about the St. Francis thrift store. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back.